Welcome to Marketecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology executives. I'm Ari Paparo. I'm joined today by Sonia Christensen, the SVP Platform and Partnerships. Did I, I mispronounce your name? Have you told me? It sounded like lasagna. And I, I think I threw Fania. you off by saying Sonia like lasagna. You were overthinking it. I was overthinking it. Sonia, not Sonia. Thanks for being here. Let's talk about standard header integration. So do you still use the brand uh, that you were under? I think it was called Header Direct or Header Express or something like that. Wow, you have a great memory. So <laughs> yeah, this is this is taking me back even. So the premise of Header Direct, it was the brainchild of our founders, which was right around the time where we were realizing, okay, we've got ourselves a nice native business here and we're working with the top publishers in the space why are we limiting our potential to monetize on behalf of publishers to just native, which is a growing, but not the entire portion of programmatic that we wanted to tap into. So we came to the market with what was at that time, the lowest margin display offering, because our concept was display isn't necessarily sexy, but it's a huge part of programmatic. And we want to help deliver the ad experiences that advertisers are looking for in a way that Publishers keep most of the revenue from that. And so we kicked that off in, I think, 2018. And that is the genesis of our display business, which is now among our, our largest product lines today. We have kind of two concepts. We have our media products engine, which is like our native and our, our advanced CTV ads and branded video and things where we have a lot of technology that goes into the rendering of those. And then we have more of our like liquid marketplaces, our standard IAB formats, which is what the birth of Header Direct was. And is the take rate still different on that? Oh yeah, for our like liquid marketplaces products, they're all an efficiency play to bring as much of the advertiser dollar to the publishers as possible. How much does margin matter to publishers? Do they choose that or is it more chosen by the buy side because of SPO? It is for the most part chosen by the buy side because what we're trying to do as the marketplace we're trying to facilitate the best win rate to be able to deliver spend to drive yield for that publisher. So margin always matters to publishers by nature. They care deeply about how much they're bringing home. And us as the go-between, we're ensuring that we're facilitating as much spend as possible from DSPs, maximizing win rate downstream, being able to cut the biggest checks as possible. Right. So from a publisher's perspective, they're not going to rip out, you know, Pubmatic, Magnite, and in, an index to put in your solution, but they may all coexist. And if yours is lowest margin, they expect the volume from DSPs to grow into that path. That would right. be my interpretation of it. And, you know, we joked around when the open path news came out about the trade desk. We were like, this sounds familiar. We were early. But yeah, we think there's there's plenty of room for, for numerous partners in there. I mean, probably not 40, probably five or six. And we're confident that we're one of those for sure. Well, I think I've seen the stat that like USA Today literally has 40. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> most, most publishers do. And can you blame them? Like it has been an incredibly convoluted ecosystem and this concept of more is more and more yeah. partners equals more yield. But I think we're seeing the pendulum swing a little bit as resources are constrained on the publisher side. And I think a lot of publishers are seeing that they can achieve the same outcomes with a core set of five, six, seven partners. Yeah, I can probably talk about this subject for a couple hours. Yeah, so, you probably could. You know? <laughs> uh, what, uh, tell me about your CTV business. Um, I definitely uh, have been hearing about it for a while, but I'm not really personally aware of what's the tech, how's it integrate, you know, that'd be helpful to understand. 
For sure. And I think bringing Dave Clark on board is making a large investment in CTV as the future of Triplet. The way that I explain it, you know, we covered kind of what our native business was built to be and integrating components, integrating unique creatives into user experience in a non-interruptive way. That's always been our guiding light. When it comes to CTV, we're actually doing the exact same thing, which is we're building a brand insertion business, which is a really hard problem to solve. It's actually creating new inventory within a real-time stream and allowing brands to deliver within the flow of that content. So we have we have a CTV spots business, because and that's certainly the, the largest part of programmatic CTV today, and that's growing healthily. And then we're also using that to build technology to facilitate these real-time brand insertions integrated ads. And that's all the really fun stuff that you see in like the Digiday Awards and all that. I'm incredibly excited about that because CTV is a massive opportunity for companies in our ecosystem, but I'm not sure that any company has really cracked the user experience angle of it. And we've all seen the frequency capping concerns with CTV. We've all been served the same ad like 12 times over. And I think all of us can agree that user experience is still not great for CTV. Thank you for subscribing to Marketecture. New interviews are added every week at Marketecture.tv and your favorite podcasting app.